0: Guys, the Cloverfield Paradox dropped this Sunday after the Super Bowl. Luckily, our dimension is saved and there's no monsters roaming around. And here at uh, Horror Movie news, news, we don't know Jack, but we will, so stay tuned.
1: Welcome to Popcorn Talk,
2: featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk, we talk
0: movies. Uh, how can you not have oh, so
1: bad.
0: <laughs> don't hurt yourself. Yeah, I know, I yes. almost like headbutted the mic. Alright, real quick though, pan you to the video oh wait for it and here you go who's that being dragged oh. along oh
1: my goodness who's that
0: being dragged we right there her. in the background
1: yeah uh. that's
2: familiar
0: wait I don't for know.
1: it wait for uh. it that's for uh. real uh. oh you uh. fell that was not planned <laughs> it worked it. out perfect i love it
2: <laughs> and look at jimmy not reacting at he <laughs> did so
1: good <laughs> and i felt bad after i'm like i'm so sorry i'm like just keep, <laughs> keep going keep going so everybody, that's, that's
2: from uh,
0: oh, Anthrax's uh, video, Blood Eagle Wings, that our Jack Bennett actually produced and directed and wrote as well, right?
2: Yeah, I, I wrote it. It was definitely based on the
0: song, but I, I wrote the treatment for it and everything. And Right on. Yeah. Nice. Well, we'll hear more about that later. First off, let's do some quick introductions. Hello, everybody. Welcome to... Horror movie news. I almost said Marvel. <laughs> like, okay, no, that's a different show. Horror movie news. My name is Anthony Becerra. You can find me everywhere at Tony B Dead. T O N Y B D E D. And next to me, I have.
3: Hey guys, I'm on a different seat this week. This is Oliver Jen. Follow me on all social media platforms at Ollie Dreamer.
1: And then you can, where do people find you online?
3: Oh,
2: yeah. Where they find
1: me? Yeah.
2: You can follow me on Twitter at Bennett. Right on. Uh, you can friend me on Facebook. You can throw a rock through my window oh. with a note tied to it. <laughs> Whatever you want to
1: do. The old school method, yes, yes. <laughs> okay.
2: And Carrie.
0: And hey guys,
1: my name is Carrie Lane. You can find me online at Carrie D Lane. That's K A R I D L A N E. And you saw me in a clip. And yeah, for reals, that ball was for reals. But that was that, fun. Yeah.
2: everybody asked, like, I just got so many texts saying, like, was it, she's really good. That looked
1: great. Because <laughs> uh, there was like straw on the ground, and we're barefoot, uh, us like the prisoner people, and we're being dragged, and I'm trying to resist, and I just and it totally <laughs> fell, and then we ended up um, breaking the shackles too because yep. it was actually you know really I'm like no let's like let's do this, yeah. and then <laughs> it broke, so then we had to hold them a certain way. You actually <laughs> that was awesome.
2: You uh, it's a valuable lesson too in, in uh, actor commitment because you. Broke those shackles and then grabbed them immediately and tried <laughs> to actually like hide it and everything, but we shot it in super slow motion. So, so it's can- like
1: nope. <laughs> 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 but we didn't quite sure. use that one anyway so that
2: was the first take when you fell in the ground yeah. but i oh, oh, made you do pro- it eight did million, million yeah, more times, we did it times. <laughs> but we used the first take yeah because right so it was gold too, <laughs> too, good. too
0: good not to use that's that magic you know that just happens right? that you, don't, you don't really call for it but you're like
3: you know what that was perfect. yeah and well, it was in slow motion so it I was to, better you yeah.
1: know yeah. And actor commitment, keep going till they say cut, because you don't know how good it is until after.
3: Yeah, I hear hear it's very
0: tough to fall in slow motion, too.
1: Yeah, in slow-mo fall, (laughs) it's all core work and Pilates. Just saying.
0: It's funny,
2: too, because I know I saw it live, but I just, because I've seen, of course, the footage over and over again. So I just remember how it looks in slow motion. It must look terrible live. I know. There must have been. You know, I <laughs> want to see it live now.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I wish,
2: I wish uh, Rolling Stone had been filming that part.
1: Yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> you should mention you. that they were there.
2: That's right. Yeah, Rolling Stone was on set. There was a oh. uh, publicist crawling all over the place, and it was great. There's a, actually, if you, I think you can find it online. There's a making of that's uh, it's, it's Scott Ian and and uh, Charlie, the drummer from mm-hmm. from Anthrax, Scott and, and Charlie. Um, they came to set and they were hanging out um just watching us do these wonderful, horrible, gory things and oh, absolutely that's so loving nice. them. Yeah. Oh yeah. That, and yeah. That, that, that video. <laughs> well it's great too, because I, I look like uh, like I look like I'm really directing in all of that footage because I'm pointing. Because <laughs> as soon as you get a camera on you, if you're directing, you just point. Right. You talk to somebody and then you point. But uh, right before they filmed my little interview part of that video, I had just been told that the uh, makeup application was going to take three times as long um, as we had scheduled. Whoa! And it had been this whole thing where all the time we were shooting, we were just <coughs> going the steady clip, and then we had to stop dead for this makeup application. And at that moment, I was doing all the calculations of just like how long is this going to take, and what are we are we actually going to make our day? Mm-hmm. And that's the moment I turned around. And the girl from Rolling Stone says, "You got five minutes." And so my interview is like, "Well, the thing about genre filmmaking is um, yeah, it's, but it was all great." Uh, Jerry Constantine was the the uh, prosthetics artist who uh, who put that horrible thing on James Duval's back, right? Yeah, and he was just an absolute champion. We made our day, and everything was great. Oh, nice! Yeah, everybody on that was. Can I curse on this second? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's the internet. Fucking great! <laughs> <laughs> it's
3: right the on. internet. It's nice. <laughs> All right.
2: Yeah. Was- Ask me anything. Every detail of every shot has like a story behind it. Has like a sometimes agonizing, sometimes celebratory story that leads up to what you see. Oh wow. Yeah, crammed into an eight and a half minute. Um,
0: yeah. So just heads up, Steve will probably leave that 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 video open. Um, but real quick I just want to cover some some bases real quick so uh, so yeah where you can find us so you can find us at youtube.com slash popcorn talk network please uh, rate and subscribe there to our channel also give us a thumbs up on this video if you like it if you don't give us a thumbs down and tell us why in the comments section and we'll get back to you we'll see what we can do to improve or maybe yeah. you know
3: get into a fight online get into a on, fight online fight, you know. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no biggie.
0: you can also follow us on twitter at horror news uh, ptn as well as on our popcorn, popcorn talk website popcorn talk Apple podcast type in horror movie news and we should pop up with this little logo in the back right here and uh yeah give us again five stars and a rating and also comment uh anything you want really uh we'd greatly appreciate it um so yeah so jack we like to start off the show with uh, a little segment we call the abyss which is pretty much us staring into the abyss which is like horror movies we have seen or just movies in general uh, that we have seen as well um so, actually, me and Oliver, I guess, will start it off because we both saw this film. Oh, yeah. Uh, Clo- well, Carrie
3: saw it too. Right? I didn't,
0: oh, yeah. No, I didn't uh-huh. watch no, no, Cloverfield. No. Really. she saw Winchester. But mm-hmm. we saw okay. Cloverfield Paradox. Yes.
3: Well, should we. Spo- are we spoiling?
0: Yes. It, well, just or... a little, it's, it's, can you give
1: a spoiler free review? It,
0: yes. Yeah. I mean, yes. just like a general overview of like, what we thought I guess. And we
3: can talk about it later when you
1: do see it. It's only Tuesday. It. It's come out like two yeah, days yeah, ago. Yeah. It takes yeah. yeah. a little let bit of time. We'll let it. By next week or something. But,
0: uh. Def, definitely, let's give you our overview, though. Like, what do you think, over, overall?
3: Uh, I didn't know what to expect, because I had no clue this movie was coming out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, right? I mean, there was kind of, like, a rumor going on that we kind of, like, talked about briefly. Coming to, it was coming yeah, to yeah. Netflix, right? Um, but I'm, like, a huge Cloverfield fan of the original in 2008, and I was, like, so hyped. And I thought, like, J.J. Abrams and how, like, they produced it and how they marketed it was so brilliant, because we didn't know what the heck... To right. Expect was this like a Godzilla film? Is this Cthulhu, HP Lovecraft? Like what? Oh, what would I love that?
2: Do you remember that for that a hot second awesome. there was a rumor it was a Voltron movie? Yes, because somebody yes. heard the guy say it's alive and they thought he said it's a lion.
3: <laughs> <laughs> My nerdy self like just decapitating delivery. It was just <laughs> kind of like <laughs> looking at all these theories on like some weird message boards. But anyway, back to the Cloverfield paradox. I didn't really know what they were. I thought it was a little bit too comical at times. Mm-hmm. Um...
0: As in, like too funny? Yeah. Oh, I yeah. Like this is like a very no, serious, sure. dire
3: situation that they're no, in. No.
0: Real- uh, yeah. Let me just uh, go, ahead. go going off of what you just said. Uh, Chris O'Dowd's character, which is, I love him since ever since I saw the IT Crowd, um, <laughs> <laughs> fantastic. But there's a scene where a, a person dies, and then he goes, he says a line, and was like, "Oh, I guess that's where the worms were." And it's like right after he's dead, I'm like, "Dude, like, <laughs> read the room." I guess I don't know. It was very. Um, Like, kind of shoehorned in.
3: Yeah, I mean, I like, I'm all here for comical moments, but I think in this universe, I think this is a very, like, dark universe. I mean, considering Cloverfield and Cloverfield Lane, um, it was just kind of like, I didn't know what they were doing with it. And then it felt almost too, like, old school sci fi, uh, kind of like very, like. Okay. You know, just like even I can't. I don't like an episode
2: of Outer
0: Limits. You know what it felt like?
3: It felt like an episode of Black Mirror, Mm. or like like
0: The Twilight Zone, too, kind of. Yeah, it felt, it felt like a, it's redundant. It was very yeah. No, those felt, are very can,
1: different. I'm watching Black Mirror. and I'm <laughs> not as happy as when I've watched Twilight Zone, but I'm not that far into Black Mirror yet. Ben, so, it in easy. its I, defense,
2: I do. No, think... No, I started
1: the very very beginning. Oh, game, I, yeah. in so. no
2: way was I trying to suggest the Black Mirror is just to rip off. The oh, Twilight okay. Zone. I think it's this generation's Twilight Zone. Um, yeah, 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 sure. That's what it is. And
3: I love Black Mirror. No disrespect to Black Mirror at yeah. all, but like this didn't feel like uh, the Cloverfield, Cloverfield universe until maybe like the last. What is it Shut. like? Is it shaky yeah. cameras? <laughs> yes. there was, and there was another scene, there was another scene, there was no shaky cameras. There was okay. another scene that was kind of like, oh, that's totally Cloverfield. Um, but it's just kind of like the universe is also like very confusing at the same time. They okay. go. They explain it in depth. Yeah. Ca- not really. <laughs> but I think it's such an interesting concept that they had a lot of like, they could have done it. It had so much potential. Yeah, it, yeah, it felt it, it fell yeah. so mm-hmm. flat on its face to be I honest. enjoyed it, uh, but it's not, wasn't necessarily. Like, I
0: don't think <laughs> I'll ever watch it again. Um, it's it's I, I got what I you know it's just I don't know it wasn't it was just quite the letdown for me. Um, mm. The cast
3: was really good. The cast like, was
0: great. Uh, the main uh, the main uh, like lead actress uh, that goes by Ava in the film, I believe, she was fantastic.
3: Mm-hmm. And she, I think, I believe, she was also in Black Mirror. Uh, yeah, that's what mm-hmm. I heard too. She was in Black
2: Mirror. Um, that is Mirror a stellar well. cast. Like I, uh, that probably more than anything would draw me into watching the flick,
0: mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. I, I f- haven't. I forget the
3: she played Tam. "Eh." She was in Memoirs of a Geisha. I I don't remember the the actress's uh, name. Steve,
0: uh, was she? Was she Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon? Was she? I believe. Thank you, Steve. Yeah. (laughs) There we go. She was. Yeah, she was cool. Um, Oh, she in that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I would watch that just. (laughs) Yeah. Cool. Um... She has a cool scene too, <laughs> but yeah. Overall, uh, definitely, definitely watch it and uh, tell us, tell us your thoughts. Yeah. Tell us if you liked it or not. We should um, definitely
3: talk about it like in depth when everyone else gets to see yeah. it. Yeah, once because I'd love to hear what
1: you guys okay. think about it. Yeah. Too. Yeah. And
0: we do have a little bit more in that, just like a little news story on that later
3: mm. um, so Carrie what do you want well
1: wait um, Oliver you saw a couple other movies oh, well cool. I'll
3: just real quick I saw Black BP. Panther <laughs> I went to a screening last night and it was amazing and I will not spoil I'm not spoiling it anything no, this movie should not be spoiled at all I feel so like excited. everyone everyone needs to go in this movie blind yeah it was just fantastic now that is a stellar cast Angela Bassett Lupina Nyong'o Letitia Wright Chad Chad McBoseman uh, Michael B. Jordan Martin Freeman, oh my gosh!
0: Spoiler, it's good.
3: <laughs> it's very good, and I I will leave it at that because the world needs to see it next week. Yeah, cool,
2: can't wait. I so, yeah. you know he's he's a real director. Like I remember watching Creed, which I went and saw completely randomly. Like it was I was visiting family for Thanksgiving, and I hadn't read anything about it, and I knew the premise, and I was like, oh, Stallone's in it as Rocky. I'll check it out. You know, I like all these guys, and and then just watching that movie reminded me that movies like that, sort of Hollywood old-fashioned ABC stories, Mm -hmm. can be that good, and that well-observed, and it it almost became a character study in places, and then also like a character study of modern Philadelphia. Like All all this stuff. It was such a fantastic movie, and I walked out and I was telling people, Creed is really good! And they're like, really? And then the next day, everyone was like, Creed is really good! (laughs) And I think a lot of credit has to go to Ryan Coogler Mm -hmm. he's he's a guy who's figured out how to make movies like that and be a great director within the parameters of a movie that you would think would be predictable or formulaic Mm -hmm. so if Black Panther has any of that equation in it Mm
3: -hmm.
2: yeah and for him to have
3: to juggle like all the lore of the comics and Mm -hmm. and it being varying like I think it's just a very good film for Today's age, you know. Yeah. Just the trailers, today's the time.
2: world building in the trailers yeah. just looked oh, yeah. like something. You I think it's seen.
3: it's perfect it, for it to come out. Like the release date is like yeah. S- yeah. such good timing.
2: And you yeah. see the pictures from the premiere. Mm-hmm. All the just, like, oh,
3: those the purple clothes the yeah. carpet. Oh. oh my god! Everybody oh. was
2: like, we we are dressing up.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Yeah, nah. That was great. I just want to live in Wakanda, and I'm just going to leave it at that. You know, right. So. I wish it
0: existed to save us from ourselves. <laughs> All right, Carrie, take it away.
1: Yeah, not quite as excited as Black Panther. I saw Winchester.
0: Oh, boy. And, yeah,
1: I like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I thought it was just okay. Um, there were some good scares in it. Someone on Twitter was like, well, how is was it? And I'm like, mm. I, I didn't, I wasn't like, oh, my gosh, it's amazing, but I didn't leave going, well, that was dumb. So I give it like a... Um, like a three out of five, like not not amazing, but not bad.
2: Is it a supernatural horror movie? It yeah. is. Oh, nice. Um,
1: I am glad there is actually ghosts in it. Spoiler but not spoiler. Cause that was something I was a little concerned about because it's based on this it's a based on a real person, a real place that I'm like, maybe they're gonna do it that's all in her head. And uh-huh. that would be so annoying. <laughs> no, there are real ghosts. Um I, I those stories just bother me. I'm like, no, I want real supernatural stuff. Uh the thing that they could have probably done a little bit better is only maybe two ghosts you get backstory on them, so then like their scares are better because then there's more depth to them. Other ones are just like stock footage ghost, not that it is but like Mm. random ghosts pop up scare you and you're like could have been better if like we knew who it was or what their motives were more
2: you ever noticed too that some of these movies because that's you know helen mirren's in it and it's Mm -hmm. sort of an a-list movie but sometimes a-list filmmakers make these movies and you kind of feel like they haven't seen the movies that we've seen so like i always made that joke do you all remember that movie wolf with jack nicholson directed by mike nichols You cannot deny that the cast and crew of Wolf is above and beyond just Mm -hmm. like top shelf people. Mike Nichols for Crying Out Loud. And they direct Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer, of course. Mm -hmm. Everybody everybody who's in that. It's fantastic. And they made a werewolf movie that's really good if you've never seen a werewolf movie. (laughs) It's like a (laughs) bunch of A list actors and, and this director, you know, who's who's unparalleled, all said, um, Oh, that's an interesting idea. A man turns into a wolf. No one's ever seen anything like this. It's just that kind of thing where we inundate ourselves with all this stuff, and then you kind of feel like an idea that's stale to us is still kind of fresh to them because they're not always watching horror movies. It's a theory. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I no, like
1: with Winchester is it's Helen Miriam's actually not quite the main character. It's, it's a doctor mm. coming to assess her sanity level. And so that was kind of interesting seeing it from her his perspective. And mm. he's also doing self-medicating. Because then you can start with the question of, like, wait, is he seeing it for real? Or is this because he's taking drugs, essentially? Um, so, yeah, period, piece-wise, it was cool. Um, maybe you might want to wait for, like, on video, but, um, or, or a movie. matinee. Go as a matinee. Or
0: if you have the movie pass. Yeah,
1: yeah or go to movie pass, what <laughs> I did, not sponsored by movie pass.
0: Um, <laughs>
1: but yeah, it was, uh, I was satisfied enough leaving, so I wasn't like, well, me, okay. so, but not like, you need to rush
3: yeah I want to go watch oh it, wait have you seen Insidious the last
1: I didn't get to Insidious okay, I, was just, I, was I still g- want to see the third one even oh, though he okay. said it doesn't matter no. but I didn't get to it yeah yet. I was just
3: going to ask <laughs> if, which one you thought was better if you did see it but yeah was, not like, yet the curious. third one's the
1: last <laughs> catching up
2: there's in certain film series where you're like a fourth one oh my god it's oh, the fourth on. one that's. <laughs> really <laughs> really cool. you're always just like wait there's a fourth like because yeah. it's three is just
3: like three is the magic number you know what I'm saying but- yeah yeah
2: for sure and yeah. then you like some people are just like uh, oh
3: yeah I love that
2: one with the uh, because the couple they're paranormal investigators and stuff and they go to the different yeah. places and it's set in the 70s and you're like you were talking about the wrong film series. Uh, yeah <laughs> the, con- the con yeah exactly <laughs> they're so similar well, we
1: uh, mentioned that before. Have you seen both Conjurings? Yeah. I like the second one better, actually.
2: You know what? I, there was some scarier yeah. aspects to it. Yeah. But I, I mean, for me, the whole...
0: Crooked Man, too. Mm. Oh, the, oh, my God. The Crooked Man is so good.
2: The first, uh, like, between the two Conjuring movies, my favorite part is still the girl saying there's someone standing right behind, right behind the door. There's someone standing right there. Just, like, something like that.
3: Mm.
2: When you have a scene in a, in a movie where a character seems utterly convinced of the reality of something terrifying, that to me is so much scarier than somebody who obviously is being pulled by wires down a hallway, yeah. you know, <laughs> where it's like, oh, she's possessed by a demon. That's why it looks like she's in prosthetics. I like, maybe not even the psychological horror of it, I like to be convinced that what I'm watching is, is real. Yeah. And that scene is so convincing. So.
1: The clapping game was scary, too. The clapping too. game oh, was good, okay. too. Yeah.
2: yeah. So what have you seen, Jack? I've been watching. <laughs> it's funny because when when you're when you're working around the clock, that tends to be the first thing that suffers is what you're watching. Mm. Or when you are watching stuff, it's like I'm watching The Venture Brothers for the eight millionth time. Oh, and yeah. Things you like that. Go Team Venture. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I've always uh, yeah. Venture Brothers is Venture Brothers and The Wire are my two favorite shows that I have ever been Wire. on TV. Wow. And I will argue that they are more similar than many people give them credit. Oh well <laughs> yeah, like they sound very different. <laughs> <laughs> no. No i think no no yeah (laughs) that's for another podcast but um i saw a shape of water i went and saw that in the theater what do you think uh i loved every i i don't know how controversial this is going to be i loved absolutely every aspect of it except the script (laughs) but every detail of it that wasn't based to the to the screenplay was gorgeous Mm -hmm. it's it's just gorgeous and I saw another movie like that this past week. I went and saw Phantom Thread, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which was another one where it's like, what an exquisite movie. And you almost feel like your whether you like it or not almost doesn't matter at a mm-hmm. certain point. Or it says more about you than it does about anything. Mm-hmm. I liked the experience of watching The Shape of Water a great deal. It's just that then when it was over, I was like, well, you know, like, and I just had that moment. Mm-hmm. And I've been having that a lot lately where... It's so funny that every detail being so acutely created and you have that moment where you're just like, God, I I couldn't even begin to, you know, it's unfathomable the amount of details are in this movie and every aspect of the design and every aspect of the sets and all the actors are fantastic and Sally Hawkins is fantastic in that movie. I just don't know if I like it. You know, like you have that weird thing where at the end of this whole, I have to give you credit for making an extraordinary mm-hmm. film mm-hmm. that I wasn't a big fan of, and mm-hmm. then you feel like a complete asshole. Being, you know, <laughs> I wanna, I wanna like it. I just, I don't know. The Characters are a little thin, <laughs> and then you feel like you're somehow ruining someone else's experience. Mm-hmm. But I, but I always feel that way. That you know, movies are subjective.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I watched Phantom Thread and the first half of it i was absolutely in love with and then there's a turn in the story and i fell out of love with the movie even though i find it as interesting and as wonderful like it's it's wonderful like every performance in it is wonderful and every i saw it in 70mm too ooh so it was fantastic yeah. watching <laughs> it looked like an old movie yeah it was shot on film you know it was grainy it was projected on 70 and i'm just sitting there going like this it feels like i've ...stepped backwards and I'm watching a movie, you know, mm. in, in 1979 or something like that. But then there's that thing of it all comes down to the story. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a great film that I maybe didn't love at the end of the day. I, I, don't know, I feel that way about Shape of Water, too. So okay. It's weird to be <laughs> that audience member because then the first Cause, thing
3: cuz everyone else is just praising it and it's been like critically acclaimed yeah. so but yeah i think i can relate to that with like horror in general like there's so many, i can think of so many horror movies that are just like oh my gosh like that that was, like, such an amazing film. And I'm kind of like, meh. Do they say it in that voice? Yes, yeah. they do. Actually, like they that, always right? say that's actually, that, That's voice. actually my real voice. I have to lower my <laughs> voice right now. So, yes. yeah, like, don't be ashamed. Don't be ashamed. But that, I feel but, the same.
2: But there's uh, an article just uh, just came out the other day about expectations and managing expectations. Yes. Right. Well, and I feel like, okay, so there's, you can only be the audience member you are. And I think if everybody loves a movie and I don't really like it, like I, I have that moment where I'm like, well, this doesn't really say anything except that my experience of this movie was different from their experience. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean like, you know, ah, I was in a noisy theater with a bunch of shitty people. <laughs> no, I mean like I, I feel like we bring ourselves into every movie that we watch. Mm-hmm. So if you guys loved The Shape of Water and... I'm not going to sit here and <laughs> I'm not going to sit here and pick it apart and try to convince you you're wrong. Just like I hope you will not do that for me. I do think in fan culture we start to you know the the shields and the, right. the yeah. start to like right yeah that's like the first reactions a lot of people have. Yeah. I remember I saw <laughs> I, I saw Last Jedi mm-hmm. and I did not really like Force Awakens very much. Same. Mm-hmm. And at, Same. The, and at Same. the end of Last yeah. Jedi, I love I'm Last like,
1: Jedi. I was like,
2: yes! I loved it I love so Last much, Jedi, and yeah. I said out loud. It's, isn't this great? A movie that literally everyone is going to love. <laughs> <laughs> they finally made it. No. And then I walked out of the theater Sorry. into the abyss. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yes. I felt the exact same way. Like, yeah. the Force Awakens, I was like, "This alright. And then last night, I was like, that was so fun. And then it's yeah. so polarizing online. But, yeah. Oh, wow.
0: No, I have to completely agree with you. Because um, film is is, an, is another art form in, in, yeah. in, in, in our world, you know? And... Um, Pretty much, it's very hard to remove yourself from yourself when watching a film, which is what I try to aspire to do with every film.
2: Although mm-hmm. Shane Wilder is a very special case because I, I love Shane Wilder, <laughs> and uh but no, I and go, I can I can root for him every time, even if I'm not liking the individual films, right? You know, yeah, because
0: so, that's also another thing of like th- separating the director from his work in
2: a sense of a, yeah. like, a person. Um, Horrible yeah. people have made great films. Yeah, yes. I mean, <laughs> at every, never mind. I want yeah, that. to. He's that's a one, and he's a wonderful guy who made a movie that is getting it clearly. No one has to defend him. Mm-hmm. So me 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 being one jackass who's sort of like like eh, it's okay no, and also, and also, like I, I find that interesting. I, I don't want to ask it on
0: air, but I'll probably afterwards, I want to say, like. No. I can tell you. I'm yeah, I want to. Yeah, show. I want to know like what's. Well, just to see, Just to hear. Well, I was it, oh, gonna say we have a. No, but we have a lot more. Yeah, too. so let's just get back on track, though. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> sorry, so, okay. there's a countdown. Yeah, yeah. twenty-seven minutes. We, we're out. not even past the first segment. Yeah. Alright, Everybody, the crypt. <laughs> yes. All right, let's do this. Oh yeah, session nine. Mine was session nine, so it's a slow burn psychological horror film. It leads up to such a reveal that will knock your ass like right out of whatever chair you're sitting on <laughs> um my god uh so it's about a cleanup crew that goes to an abandoned asylum to work where they find recordings labeled with uh, sessions like sessions not one two three mm. leading up to the infamous session nine and with that the mystery starts to reveal itself once they find those tapes you start going down this rabbit hole of like who was actually at this uh, asylum and um also it's like an in-depth look into the characters that are behind behind the cleaning crew and everything And they're not... Yeah, I just got to leave it at that. I don't want to reveal too much. But it's definitely... (laughs) quite the film um yeah it stuck with me since i seen it i need to watch it again because it's just so good like i watched the trailer i'm just like damn like there's so much like i want to remember again i'm
1: glad to hear it's good because i remember when that came out i just didn't get around it but i remember that name that and the concept so i'm like oh good now i want to go back and watch it yeah so, it's
2: definitely one of those that like kind of flies under everyone's
1: radar yeah
0: well
2: it's yeah. that it was that era where uh genre films were suddenly getting kind of lo-fi mm-hmm. like and i remember this is all like uh Blair Witch came out in 99. Right. And then there was not even found footage movies, but there was this sort of group of movies right up like I remember uh, Primer was sort of in that in that 5-year oh, okay. block where all of a sudden people were making more lower production value and higher concept mm-hmm. genre movies. Mm-hmm. And Session 9 I always sort of put into that into that grouping mm-hmm. cuz I know they they did not have a lot of like, you know No, the, yeah, the budget was not and around like, around that time Cube was made too oh, and I've seen, seen that, that too and like oh, when Cube yeah. <laughs> came out they were like they filmed everything in one room <laughs> and you're like cool is the movie good and yes. so but, uh, but Session 9 is a great flick oh, yeah. like Cube 2 Cypercube. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's what it's called I was like I think it's, so. it's not called yeah okay. Cube 2 Cypercube, Cube. Cube 3 is Origins
3: is that third one? There's I didn't know there one. was a the third one. There there you, go. Go. you just nice. did Oh my you god. You became that guy.
2: It's cube
0: cubed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh boy. No, that's the reboot. <laughs> <laughs> All right then. What you got, Ollie?
3: Well, speaking of, like, kind of, like, this found footage kind of, like, re- revitalizing the genre, I have The Bay, which is a film that's kind of, like, under the radar. Like, a lot of people... Have you seen The Bay?
2: It's... It, what I was just like, saying about it, Mike Nichols directing a werewolf movie, that's Barry Levinson directing a found footage mm-hmm. horror film. <laughs> like, The, I, the A-list guy. It's so crazy, because, like, this is...
3: A, I feel like it's a good film, but it's, like, one that I forgot. Like, I literally forgot that this movie existed, but then, like, Cloverfield came out, and so I was kind of inspired to kind of, like, look at, like, hmm. found footage kind of films that, like, I really liked, you know... Growing up and then, like, this was like 2012, so this was like six years ago. I can't do math, six almost six years, yeah, ago. Six years ago. Um, but, anyways, the synopsis reads Chaos breaks out in a small Maryland town after an ecological disaster <laughs> occurs concerning contaminated water and parasites. Is this
0: a picture of like the the
3: x ray, yes. skull with, with the like, isopod? Yeah, the something in the creepy little isopod. Hmm. Yeah, was that on
0: Netflix? I, I think it's been on Netflix for a while now. Has it been on I believe so. I, I was, well that's check. that's where I've seen that that like that poster. It's that's gotten what,
2: passed around, I think, on oh, yeah. the streaming services. It's, it's it's gotten its rounds in. <laughs>
0: yeah, uh, Terry. Oh, oh, sorry. No, no, no,
3: just check it out. Like, I want to hear what you guys. Oh yeah, I've been those little bugs, those little isobugs time. that like isopod bugs that live in the sea. Those things are real. Like, yeah. I mean, maybe they don't turn you into like a psychological killer, but but anyways, yeah. right Ooh, around
2: yeah. that time, there was the story of like somebody jumped in the water in a lake somewhere and then had a headache and then died. And they found out there was brain eating algae that Uh shot up her nose and through her skull. Uh And uh, I'm sorry, that's a real event. I'm sorry to be insensitive and bring it up like that, but it Mm, it is. It's real. There's crazy. Yeah.
1: Well, that was, um, I don't remember the details, but there was one where like a girl was in like some South American country and then Mm. had some like flesh eating bacteria Uh, or something because she went in the water and. You're just like what?
3: Yeah, what's that one show called? I know this is off topic. I'm sorry. There's a show that like basically diseases get inside your body and you just like die and like. Oh, <laughs> oh sweet! <laughs> well, it's- uh, oh, I was like, I'll add it, it to my watch called? list. <laughs> There's things that go up, guys. Urethra yeah. from uh, the river and yeah. Okay. Ugh. Which by
2: the way, every year that's like that's a myth. No, actually, no, that's real. <laughs> really? No, that's a myth. No, no, actually, that's real. Oh, it's man. like a catfish. I, it's a little I believe it. catfish with uh, spines. Uh, <laughs> and it swims up your dick. Oh my God. <laughs> it's a wonderful world. So I'm never gonna yeah, I'm never
0: gonna pee in the lake and I'm never gonna die. Well that was what lake.
1: there was there, like don't yeah, anyway. Um so
0: pee <laughs> in the lake.
1: Yeah. Uh Hashtag what I've been watching, <laughs> not a movie but a show. Um have you guys been watching Dark on Netflix yet? Not
0: yet. I'm adding okay, it to yep, my yeah. list of I feel, things yeah, I need to watch. I feel it's
1: one of those, like, people have been talking about it a little bit, and some people have seen it, but then, like, I had one friend who she totally has watched it, like, oh my gosh, you have to watch it, and it's just, I hadn't gotten to it yet, kind of right, a show. Right, same. Um, it's a it European is, show, I think? It is German. German yeah. yeah. It's in German, and um, I don't know if it's the whole, it says series directed by Baron Bo... Odar, and sorry if I pronounce oh, that. Oh yeah, one. no, no, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> so, um, I was trying to think of the best way to explain it because I was about to talk about something on one of the other shows. I'm like, nope, don't want to give anything away. Um, but this is a nice brief one: a family saga with a supernatural twist set in a German town where the disappearance of two young children exposes the relationships among um, some of the families. Uh, it's Really cool. Uh, Very quickly it gets into that this show is multi-generational and I Mm. won't tell you how they do that. Um, But yeah, there's... Time uh, jumps. Not exactly. Um, And some people are like, oh, it's like darker, stranger (laughs) things. And I'm like, no. Because this isn't like supernatural. Oh, here's an example. So, um, this is a character that at one point you see him as a little child on the far right and then the one age in the middle and then an, another age okay, so some cool. characters you get that and then the show as it progresses does um this great thing by like episode three maybe two but three they'll do a split screen of the two characters at two different points in time and what? you get to see like them as a child and an adult oh it's so good because then who they've chosen as the actors for them is great all the acting is so phenomenal of you know, I, I'm not super familiar with German films, so I'm like, I don't know these people, but all of them are very compelling. Ooh. So there's this weird cave in the middle of the woods by a nuclear power plant in a small town. yeah. And um, some weird stuff happens. And I <laughs> super recommend it. It's really, it is, just like the title says, dark. It's one that's like, no, there's some dark stuff. Like, there's a suicide oh, really? early on. Um, it Ooh. involves children being kidnapped which i'm on episode like seven and eight. Oh, i think i just watched seven still don't know why exactly so it's really cool they always keeps you guessing like you don't feel like i don't know what's going on just each layer upon mystery keeps going and just how all the people are connected though it did take me a while to figure out everyone's names <laughs> because you're like wait which one is this person like you could remember like okay that's that person's wife that's that person's kid and then like you'll go a couple episodes in and you're like wait they're brother and sister, so um, that's kind of funny of it. But, but um, it's a really good show. I highly recommend it. Nice, dark, and creepy, and I, yeah, I don't know. Like, it, there's more than like I don't know yet. So I want to see where it goes. Right,
0: the mystery hooks you in. Yeah, right? you're just yeah. like I need
1: to know more about it.
0: I believe it did get renewed for a second season as well. Oh, nice. Yeah. 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 So there's that. Right on. Do you have anything you would like to recommend? <laughs> any, random, Man? Any, ra- oh,
1: any random film that people might not know about that you like
2: oh it doesn't have to be new yeah anything yeah it's anything oh shoot I don't know um, uh, b- 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 they, they put out a really good blu-ray of silver bullet recently I <laughs> should see that that's like my fourth favorite werewolf movie okay. I don't know hey <laughs> yeah, that's good it's, a gr- it's actually a great disc and they interviewed Everett McGill and a bunch of people who haven't really talked about the movie before Yes. Nice. yeah Gary Busey's in it come on what more do you want the bullet yeah Corey Hayne Gary Busey so and Anna Green Gables Megan follows nice yeah that's Boy. a great flick actually let's watch that <laughs> <laughs> the, the werewolf the werewolf looks like a big teddy bear but beyond that it's um no I I, I love that flick because Stephen King of course is everybody's talking about Stephen King again and, uh, I mean, it's not that anybody ever stopped, but uh, it was such a such a huge hit in a way that was unexpected, in mm-hmm. a way that was validating too. Mm-hmm. People really love these kinds of movies. And uh, just because of the fact that, I mean, I think everybody who's interested in horror carries Stephen King with them. You know, he's one of the most recognizable voices in horror. And he's sort of like on the Mount Rushmore of horror now. I think with you know Edgar Allan Poe and Lovecraft and mm-hmm. you know whoever else you want to throw up on there. And uh, but it's that kind of thing where. Um Every so often, there are these, there there he is, he's winking at Corey Haim. Oh, man. It's actually, I mean, that's the thing. Gary Busey has been such a cartoon, you know, for so long. You forget that he's actually a phenomenal actor. And in that, he's the quintessential drunk uncle that you still want to hang out with. (laughs) You're a kid, and you don't know that that's wrong yet. You're just like, Oh, Uncle Red's just a lot of fun. It's like he's drunk and irresponsible. <laughs> he's gotta get you killed. No, he's fun. <laughs> but um so the perfect Gary Busey role. But uh it's yeah, there you go. I just I, I just remember that and my friends worked on that Blu-ray and and um, yeah. it's I know Heather Buckley worked on that Blu ray and it's just uh, it's really cool to see some of these movies that that's not necessarily regarded as a classic. I've been watching it since I was a kid, and oh, Terry Quinn's in that too. It's a great cast, <laughs> and um, and it's one of those flicks where um, when you get right down to it, like there are only a handful of good werewolf movies, really. Because mm-hmm. I don't count uh, Underworld and Res- oh and yeah, when, and, no, and no, it's and Twilight like Twilight movies where you have like a colony of no, werewolves it's fighting like a colony American Werewolves in London and yep.
0: like, the Howling. Yep. Um I can't think of the it. Wolfman, of the, war- oh, the Wolfman. The yeah. Wolfman. The classic
2: Wolfman. Uh Oliver Reed, Curse of the Werewolf, you know. Oh, uh, I haven't seen that one either. That's that's the hammer version of the Wolfman. You said oh. the howling, right? The howling, yeah. The howling. yeah. And uh, ginger snaps.
1: Yes. Oh I haven't seen it. She ginger always snaps that are one. so know. Yeah. 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 And actually that one has 3 and they're all fun too. There you go. Yeah.
2: Ginger Snaps back. Wait. Yeah. Was the
3: How? Was that the one on the train? Was that the There's one
2: the, No, the no, Howling's,
1: the Howling's a bit older. like the yeah. lady at the news station.
2: Mhm. There's w- a werewolf movie on a train? Yeah, there's like Wolves on a train. Yeah. Or oh, you mean at the end
3: the that's the werewolf in like, Paris. No, no, no. It's Oh god. It was going to actually be my uh my crypt for the week. But That's um the
2: Werewolf Train movie. Guys. I know, right? I so I like, know. Can we see I, I like even... YouTube comments in real in real time or something? Um <laughs> but basically the train What No, no I'm just kidding. The train <laughs> yeah, like viewers.
3: crashes or just stops in like the forest in the middle of nowhere and then they get attacked by a werewolf. Oh. oh. And so that I, sounds cool. I think it was what? called Howl. It might have been called Howl. I don't remember that huh. one. Um
1: be like werewolf movie, the soldiers, trains, Neil train, that, that was a really
3: good werewolf movie that I saw recently. Mm. But yeah, it's funny that you bring that up. That werewolf, that's such an iconic uh, horror. Yeah, and yet, yet an underserved that, subgenre. You yeah. guys didn't like Teen Wolf? What the heck? Of oh, the show? I, never <laughs> yeah. I, never, I never watched Teen Wolf, but
0: I watched the movie, a bunch oh, of it. Yeah, okay. Check that
3: one oh, yeah. out. Cool. Let me know what you think of that one. Yeah, yeah. Because um, I was really, I really like that. So.
2: And I also like, also, uh, I, I, pref- you know, I prefer my effects to be practical. So, mm-hmm. oh, hell yeah. especially when it's a creature, you know, once again, shape of water, one of the most fantastic things about it is mm-hmm. that it's a real organic creature. Doug Jones. Yeah, it's Doug, Doug Jones, Jones in, the, in a suit. I know they did some digital enhancing too, yeah. but not yeah. a lot.
1: Well, it's like Hellboy and it was mm-hmm. on it's one City. of our episodes thing. Like, That's so right. Yeah. The blending of having practical effects and what they can't do, do with digital effects right. on top. Cause they're like, well, we didn't have the space to make the eyes blink, so then we did that digitally, but the eyes are really there.
2: Carrie worked with me behind the scenes on the show that I did for Nerdist. Uh, that had, it, We did it for years, uh, Blood and Guts, that then got re- renamed Bloodworks. Bloodworks right. So Blood and Guts and Bloodworks. You can find most of the episodes on YouTube. And we went down to uh, Spectral Motion, and we looked at the stuff they were talking about, Ape Sapien. If they had made that an animatronic head for Ape Sapien, it would have been this big. Mm-hmm. So they made a very sleek mask that went over Doug Jones's face and then digitally did eye blinks and gill flutters and things like that mm-hmm. and you watch the movie and you just think it's this amazing creature suit, basically and then you buy the reality of it and you're in there for the whole movie all of the effects guys we talked to because this show, both Blood and Guts and Bloodworks uh, the essential idea is that at a time when practical effects artists were being marginalized by mm-hmm. the film industry, they were all at the top of their game Like they've gotten to the point where you don't have to hide the seams when you're shooting. Like this is photoreal stuff. They walk onto set, people in prosthetics walk onto set looking like what they are. Mm-hmm. And while these practical effects artists are doing this stuff, you know, doing this stuff with every technique at its most advanced level because of the way productions go and because of the kinds of, you know, decisions that producers make and and schedules and things like that. They were taking a back seat to, oh, just do it with post-production, just do it with visual effects, just do blah, 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 blah. Right. So we wanted to basically take our little DSLR cameras and walk into effect shops and show you, hey, look, we're not even lighting this, really. <laughs> look at what it looks like. And so uh, Scott Ian from Anthrax right. was our, yeah. our host, and uh, we went to Rick Baker's shop when Cinovation, before Cinevation got downsized. We went there. We went to... Uh, ADI. Uh, we went to K and B. We went to, and we went to big shops and little shops, you know, and and talked about that constantly. The the relationship between practical effects, in camera effects, and and visual effects. So and I, Carrie yeah, was was on that was show. So, so, yeah. you can see me actually. So that's a great segue, Yeah, because yeah. the troll chomps on Scott's hand, and she's one of the people Wait. along with me and and most of the crew. We run around and try to pull the. Scott's hand out of the troll. <laughs> Basically, it's a documentary show that every so often something happens, mm-hmm. and you shouldn't be able to detect where the documentary ends and the part we planned begins. Right. But, for example, Scott gets his uh, fingers bitten off by yeah. the troll from Hans and Gretel, Witch Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh,
1: yeah,
2: yeah. That's yes. uh, So that looks like that's from Gabe Bartalis, That's from his shop. And that's for a movie I think he directed, but this is probably a sizzle reel or a promo. Yeah, I was about to say uh,
0: we have we have a clip to show. Uh, pretty much, it was like before the, the show premiered.
2: Mm. I oh, this to little... the transition between blood and guts. Of blood. Oh, look at that! The memories. Yes, it that's Jerry Constein's shop. That's over at uh, that's uh, Larry Bones. Yes. Oh my oh. god! Hall and almost faint. Human. <laughs> there you go. Man. <laughs> Don't fuck with the fish man. <laughs> <laughs> that was ADI of the grills.
3: Chucky. Yes. And he killed me.
2: Yeah. He killed <laughs> me. <laughs> we got Brad Durek well, to record dialogue for, for our show. Dang.
3: Welcome to my
2: That's Vince Van Dyke's Vincent Van Dyke's uh, demon makeup he did on Scott Devil makeup. There's Dino, there's Kyotos. They're, they're just Dan things. Dan Harmon. Yeah. Because we talked about stop motion. Uh we'll be right back. <laughs> There's some more... Cam- oh, I saw I saw uh, Phil Tippett in there. Yeah, oh all these guys. So this now
0: lives on uh, Nerdist, I
2: believe, right? Yeah, Nerdist.com. I think you'll find every single episode on Nerdist.com and look for the Bloodworks, mm-hmm. uh, Bloodworks show tab. And then also um, Blood and Guts is under that same thing. It started as Fangoria's Blood and Guts, okay. and Fangoria presenting it basically. And then it's just you know a licensing fee was going to Fangoria for every episode, and mm-hmm. we were like, hey, we barely have enough money to produce the show as it is. So third season became Blood and Guts, mm-hmm. and then uh, Nerdist ceased to be a YouTube partner, mm-hmm. and so they broke from the Nerdist channel, and it was like, well, you can do the show and call it Blood or call it Guts. you can't call it Blood and Guts anymore. So it's like, all right, well, Blood Works. That's it. Stop digging. You struck oil. That's amazing. So, okay, the show's called Blood Works, which is a great title. I was about to say, yeah, yeah, it works perfectly. And also that idea of (laughs) <laughs> the blood at some point is not just the fake blood; it's the blood, sweat, and tears that these people put into this stuff. It's it's the it's the sheer amount of care and skill and love that these guys who are so passionate about what they do. Joel Harlow, who did prosthetics work on Black Panther and Logan and a bunch of other stuff, he's doing the new Hellboy. He's doing it on yeah, on that, David Hart. Uh, yeah. yeah, and uh, he's um. Uh, he did an episode where he turned Scott into this deep one, into this Lovecraft fish man. Oh, Scott yeah. called him the fish man. It's, it's like, oh, you're a deep one. He's like, yeah, I'm the fish man. <laughs> and we made t shirts that said, don't fuck with the fish man on it. <laughs> or Joel made t shirts. Like, he loved it that much. Didn't make a dime on that. He just did it for the love of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he and he gets these great... You know, he's got these, these big budgets from Disney and all that. There's... Yeah. He yeah. gets these big <laughs> budgets from Disney, you know, and then comes and does this. That, that makeup...
1: And that was at Cinema Makeup School, too. That's yeah. right.
2: We did a live demonstration. He left the prosthetics uh, naked so that he could paint them for the class and they could see the way you would do it. Mm-hmm. But you can see, like, you know, Scott has this sort of semi-iconic... Beard that comes out of the middle of his chin, oh,
1: and then we had to make stuff because he was going to eat it.
2: Because he was going to, yeah, yep, put the stuff. Eat, we had to in make the mouth. guts to. And then at the end of the day, we ran out of time and couldn't do it because we the fish guts. So, but uh, <laughs> so we just have him tear the head off a student instead. Um, <laughs> that show it's so it's so fantastic to like. I was I was and am a low budget DIY filmmaker who uh, would not be able to afford to hire. Joel Harlow to work on one of my films. Maybe I could now, but uh, only if Joel dropped his rate to nothing and really <laughs> really wanted to work on the project. But he is one of those guys who would say, I would be doing this whether I'm being paid or not. And then I'm a guy who's like, well, I would love to work with these levels of effects, but I could never afford somebody like you, yet there I am directing a Chucky scene. Mm-hmm. You know? And getting, and we got Brad Dureff to record um, Scott Ian... <laughs> related lyrics, you know, he he says, uh, "Now I'm the man," and then at one point says, "Scott, while you're here, oh, can yes. you listen to my demo?" He does this <laughs> stuff. I think about this. I directed Chucky. That's awesome. It was just for one scene, but you know, I where else would I get that opportunity? I was not at that point in my career. I'm still not where I could get the opportunity to make a child's play movie, and yet. I got to play with that. That was part part of that's on my reel. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was gonna say we all got photos of Chucky. We all too. got photos of mm-hmm.
2: Chucky. We had a big group of us all yep. together. Mm-hmm. And Scott, his his passion for it and his love for it is so authentic mm-hmm. and and unforced and like the best thing is when we go into a place and he looks around, and he's like, oh, look at this. like he, he gets he gets so it's he's he's such a, a, a just authentic. I used that word before, but he's just such a. a no bullshit kind of person mm-hmm. and uh, well, he's
1: generally enthusiastic when he gets in there
2: generally enthusiastic and just like but it's it's never there's never any artifice to it at mm-hmm. all I think some people tend to play up something you know for one reason or another like you have some people who are like oh, I'm a fan just like you Scott doesn't ingratiate himself like that but he then you see it you see like his love that he has for this stuff it makes it so easy to have him be the host of the show because mm-hmm. he genuinely loves it as much as anyone. And so he becomes the audience surrogate. You're not going to get Joel Harlow to put a, <laughs> do a fishman makeup. You're not going to get Ron Trost, who's Brandon Trost's dad. And one of the great physical effects are to uh, do squibs on you. Mm-hmm. But Scott becomes the audience surrogate. Like he does this and tells you what the experience is like. He tells you what it's like to get your face chopped off by Rob Hall with a combination of practical and digital effects and, yeah, so there you go. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I saw him get transformed also into, like, the White Walker. Oh, but, yes. Yeah, and also he was a zombie on The uh, walking, on walking Dead. dead. Yeah. That's the last two episodes we did of Bloodworks. We went to the set of Walking Dead. I think that's in season five. I'm trying to remember. It's when they get to Alexandria and, uh, um, you know, Graham shaves his beard and everything. Mm. And So it's like that episode. He and Carl are hanging out behind some barn somewhere. And they have to fight off some walkers. And he turns to Carl and he says, get ready. And then this one... Walker, not even a walker, more of a liar. Yeah, he comes out from under like some rubble, all this yeah. like pile of garbage or something. That's Scott. Yeah, <laughs> and we did that whole episode around him putting the makeup on, designing the makeup mm-hmm. here in, in California, and then they shipped it to Georgia. We went to Atlanta, and then we went to the the set, uh, which is actually a, a town, of Sonoy Georgia, mm-hmm. and we went there and watched Scott get turned into like basically the closest he'll get. To being a zombie in a Romero film, you know, just like a childhood dream. Greg Nicotero even says in the episode, Scott's been dreaming about this since he first saw. Yes, he told Mm -hmm. me this since he was was a kid. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. like he was like like, seven
0: years old or something. And you can tell too; you can see like his face (sighs) is just livid. He's just glowing. He's just so
2: happy. (laughs) And the fact that Greg is his friend too, Mm -hmm. and he gets to. He even says that, too, I think, in the episode, like, who'd have thought that playing guitar in a metal band was going to get me to this point mm-hmm. in my life? Like, all these opportunities, the doors that it opened, just him. There's a lesson there, too, because mm-hmm. uh, I, I think he's another guy who, whether he's being paid or not, he would he would be doing what he does professionally. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, it's wonderful to see people like that in this business and people get validated for the things that they are passionate about and that they... Know, that they would be doing for fun it's just they made a career out of it so you hear
0: that everybody hear what jack says you gotta follow your passion <laughs> and you'll see what doors are provided to and you. be real and be real be the authentic, you know, be authentic. <laughs>
2: well and also don't do that because that's gonna get that's gonna help your career do it because you got to yeah because you this is the only thing that's the <laughs> only thing that I'm really good at <laughs> and that's that's me being generous to myself uh, I, I am never happier than when I'm directing mm-hmm. and I'm in that position now where being able to be on a set and have the crew and work with people, like that is that's the moment where I'm like, "Huh, I feel I don't want anything else right now. Right. I'm completely satisfied. I could use more water because I'm very dehydrated. <laughs> I could use a PA to keep me from walking into walls because, like, I'm in the middle of explaining something. Right. All right, so, <laughs> just yeah. A quote comes to mind
0: from a, a famous director. His name rhymes with Shermo. Um He said that. Um, Del Boro? Yeah, there you go. He said, uh, "Make
2: don't make the films." you want to make make the films you need to make mm. in a sense, and know. i get the impression that if chronos hadn't been a crossover hit and if guillermo was still in mexico making movies that he'd still be oh. making movies you know mm-hmm. it's I doubt about it. and i think that that beyond the company that it puts you in it's kind of like i mean we all grew up with these things I, I i think that there's a language that watching films teaches you oh yeah and a lot of people, you know, they, they go to film school and they or they um, grow up in this business. There's literally nothing wrong with that. Um, that's giving you the same education of what the language of film is, you know, what what it means to tell a story through shots, through images, through sounds, all that kind of stuff. But there is something specific about when you are a fan first and when you're taken in by the magic of movies and your film education becomes... This is my escape, and this is my this is the thing that I choose to uh, uh, engage in as as my entertainment, as my this is my dreams made into something tangible that I can actually watch and share with other people. I think that that leads a lot of people to not just make movies that are like the movies that you liked growing up, but to start to think about the movies you liked growing up and how to take a step further, Mm -hmm. and not just make derivative films, but also make movies that are using that language and film language, even genre film language, to say something about us and something about the human experience. You know, a horror movie can be... a horror movie can be deep. I'm pointing at Get Out. and the oh, yeah. You know, a, a horror movie can teach you something about society and about the human experience that you didn't know going into it. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I'm pretty, you know, I think I'm pretty down. And then I see that movie, and in the first scene with the parents and, and the meeting, the boyfriend meeting the parents for the first time, I was like, why am I so uncomfortable? <laughs> Like, of course you're uncomfortable later at the party. Right. Oh, my God. Like, all that stuff, you're just like, oh, I weep for my ethnicity (laughs) and how (laughs) lame they are. But in that first scene, I'm like, I don't understand why I'm so uncomfortable during this scene. And I had to ask a bunch of my friends and had to ask, like, my black friends, why was I so uncomfortable during that scene? And they're like, because they're just paying a little too close attention. They're just being a little too nice. There, like it's this whole thing. Jordan Peele in his horror movie taught me something that I didn't know before about real life, mm-hmm. and gave me an experience subjectively. Like I was living through this character's experience. That's still a fucking horror movie, you know. It's still a bloody action climax at the, at the end. Oh yeah, <laughs> then, am- then antlers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Then antler thrust. It's you know, nobody. <laughs> nobody needs to defend Get Out at this point, but it's like, yeah. <laughs> well since you brought it up real quick
0: segment uh, segue uh yeah so there was a little just like a little comment on the uh on uh, jordan peele was considering um a, a, a sequel to get out um they did kind of ask him if he would make a sequel to it because of how successful get out was it would yeah. be like you know why not um so yeah he was talking to thr and he comic on how he uh, seriously considered making the sequel uh, he stated, "I will definitely seriously consider it. Uh, I love, <laughs> right, yeah. I love the, I love that universe, and I feel like there's more story to tell. I don't know what it is now, but there are some loose ends, and I figured why not? Like, what I was thinking was like, you know how it, like the the parents and everything were set up. What if they're part of like some maybe I wanna say like some sort of secret society, but what if there was like some sort of uh, group that does that throughout the throughout not just like this community, but other communities in rural America in other states? Well, that sure." Go that was about Enough
1: people at the yeah, you know, the like where, where did they thing, come from, right? You know, yeah. like, and they're they're probably interconnected to the other groups that exist out there,
0: and maybe they can play into like their success. There's like there's other um, African American people in society that are successful who are actually un- <laughs> under the skin are white,
2: or you know, mm-hmm. like, well, but the, and the, there's that aspect too of just like if this is a story about cultural appropriation, all that stuff was happening in what upstate New York or Connecticut mm-hmm. or something. It was that kind of area what if you're an old white man in the body of a young fit black man and you're in the antebellum south mm-hmm. you know you're going to be treated differently right. it's funny because it's saying that they're coveting being this this other person and then it's like well but have you ever been black for a day out in the world <laughs> <laughs> that'd know? be interesting too what if like they snatch uh, like
0: just a random uh a random person and put them in this body in this in this African-American body, and they have him subjected to right. being in the, those areas, and it's like, no, I'm white. It's like, no, you <laughs> no, are <I'm> black. <laughs> and then he's suffering firsthand as yeah. a white person's mind in a black person's body, yeah. like what they actually go through, say, in those, like...
2: Do uh, you still want to put your brain in young black people now? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, there you go. Um, that's yeah. that's a free one for you, Jordan. You can put that line <laughs> in the Bing. film.
3: You, I feel like the title for the sequel needs to be Get In. Maybe uh, <laughs> instead of Get Out. Yeah, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> get
2: Out Again. Uh, yeah, exactly. Would get work. Out Again.
0: Or just get Don't out Go get in. Down.
3: Get Out Now. Get Out Now. <laughs> oh, that's a good one.
2: Get Out Now. I love it, too, because, and nobody talks about this, but I'm sure somebody has. Like, I just haven't heard anybody talk about this. It's an Eddie Murphy stand up routine. Like mm-hmm. that's the the joke is if there were black people in horror movies, they there would be no movie. could be like, Oh, this is a nice house. Get out. Too bad we can't stay. And then that's <laughs> but that it's this classic Eddie Murphy stand up routine <laughs> that hilarious. turns into best picture nominee. Yeah. How great is that?
0: Yeah, because his friend was always telling him, like, "Oh, they're they're yeah. taking bodies, like, "Oh, they're telling him to sex slaves, like, kind of, like, yeah. he was always on the nose with it, and then yeah, his, like, yeah. his friend's like, nah, that's not possible. He was right. And yeah. his audience were like, nah, that's not possible, but maybe, like, mm-hmm. you, you know, it's, know?
2: It's funny, too, because I think that movie is so well-directed and so <sighs> original, and, and it's, I've even told people, it's the, maybe the one movie that I'm almost, uh, I'm almost sorry that it becomes a horror movie, mm-hmm. because it's, or it becomes more of a conventional horror movie because it was so original and so audacious for so much of the runtime, I would have loved to have seen it not be an action climax and actually go into some other area that I, I that's me nitpicking, that's the height of nitpicking, mm-hmm. what is obviously a, a, an incredibly successful film. That's also uncommonly predicated on characters and performances and there are entire scenes in there that wouldn't have worked if the actor hadn't... Like, that one close-up of that... that well, I can't remember her name, the actress. Where she's... The grandmother is inside the woman. You can see the two personalities basically fighting. Oh, yeah, when she's crying. She's like, no, 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 no. Yeah, it's yeah like, that was creepy. Just, oh just the sheer courage to say, I'm going to put a scene like that that's entirely predicated on this performance mm-hmm. and for it to be layered and for people to get it. Like, I, that's... I'd I'd compare that movie to like Blue Velvet or just Ooh. something it's such a it's such an extraordinary vision I feel. Mm-hmm. And then it turns into this this more conventional horror climax, which as a huge horror nerd I should be, you know, I should think that's wonderful. I'm like, "Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's cool. It's cool." You know, I would I I don't know. I, I always put too much. I always want too much from uh, from these movies. I want them to reform my reality mm. instead of just being movies. All right. So, and then sometimes there's nothing wrong with just being a movie. All <laughs> right, on blah blah blah. Oh blah, blah. my god! Yeah, my what I think, what I think, what I think. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I was about to
0: ask. Like, <laughs> Will you guys be down for another uh, get out? Why not? Yeah, exactly. Right. Why not? I'm down. I'm so. I'd I'm say
1: so. W- only. My only nitpick is when you're saying original, and I'm like skeleton key. Anyone? It's
0: the exact. Is same that concept. the uh, skeleton key? Oh, I haven't seen. Mm-hmm. That one. It just doesn't no. involve
1: race the same way, mm-hmm. which is a big difference. But. The different people in different people's bodies. Spoilers if you haven't seen Skeleton Gate, but it's been out a really long time. Hmm. But it's the same body. Oh, did you see Skeleton I did
2: not see Skeleton Gate. It's the, the
1: exact same thing. It came out in the 90s, and it was... All right, it's been out for a while, long enough. But it's these uh, people, It's and that's how they've lived through time. Is mm-hmm. They uh, have done body snatching.
2: Hmm. But was okay. it nominated for Best Picture? Probably I only watch.
1: Well, that, <laughs> that one went straight horror. Though. I only watch horror movies that are nominated no, for Best Picture. It, it, I've seen straight two horror. horror I must say. And not many. race made a huge difference in making Get Out a different kind of movie. Oh, but yeah. that's my only like, eh, like record scratch when people are like, "So original!" I'm like,
2: Ahem. and it's a. He'll admit it. It's a classic. It's a Twilight Zone. Probably. Yeah, no, and
1: it's nothing wrong it's, with Get Out or yeah. anything like that. It's just interesting when there are other ones that have a very similar concept that you're just like that one too it, I just don't want like other ones that are, yeah. are, have such a similarity to be ignored um, and then you've seen Serpent in the Rainbow right? oh yeah okay so yeah Serpent in the Rainbow and oh, then Skeleton yeah. Key and then yeah okay <laughs> that's that progression
0: yeah that's uh, like that voodoo kind yeah. like of like it's more connected to interior. that
1: but it has that same um sure that's mm-hmm. the one
3: Kate Hudson. Or was, that,
1: exactly, okay.
3: uh, or was that a remake of Skeleton Key? No, no. Skeleton
2: it's Key Ke- was the one. Yeah, that's yeah. The one Kate okay. Hudson.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, it had big actors in it at that time.
3: China. I don't think it, I've seen
2: it. It's, But it's also, there's that it other aspect. It a good aspect. movie, though. There's but it's
1: a, different. Uh,
2: when I, And when I say an original vision, I'm also talking about his approach to the movie, too. Oh,
1: yeah, no, vi- and, stylistically. Yeah,
2: his, his vision it's clear that he established himself as someone whose perspective you could apply to just like when i was talking about Ryan Coogler before or even Guillermo del Toro like these guys who they're choosing to do something and you and i say guys just because they're all guys they're, you know we, there's now this wonderful all these female filmmakers who hopefully the doors are just going to burst wide open but mm-hmm. we got to keep watching and make sure that actually happens um, there's uh, that ability to then say I am doing this kind of film you're going to see this material through the lens of how I see these things so I I find just from the way he directed the movie I'm like well now I'll watch anything that guy directs I want to see yeah. what his take is on any number of, of story basically right on. so yeah we're coming
0: down to it we're going to have to wrap soon I just wanted to give you uh, just the stage in a sense uh, to Promote anything that you're working on, or just give out just general life advice, or just advice that you've uh, learned in your past uh, years in the industry.
2: You guys have caught me in such a strange transitional time because I have nothing to promote. <laughs> <laughs> just yeah. Watch uh, Watch Quentin fifty eight. That's my my Jaws homage. Watch uh, Look that up. Watch Good Night, my fun size horror film um, that I made last year. And, and uh, anyway, uh, if there's anything I've learned, it's that I have benefited from not trying to be someone else i can only be myself to a fault and uh i think that's it served me very well and people kind of the people that i've seen who've been very very successful have done the same thing it just just be true to it sounds hokey but be true to yourself and uh don't enter into this business trying to figure out how to mold yourself into something that they'll buy have the thing that you want to sell and then see if they buy it. And if they don't, eh, keep doing it. You know? Someone will, yeah. Taste change, you never know.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: That's what that's Bowie great. taught
0: us. It's great advice. My yeah. God. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, Carrie, you want to put yourself over?
1: uh wait, are we giving our sign off yeah we yes are um <laughs> hey um everybody you can find me online at Carrie d lane that's k-a-r-i-d-l-e-n-e and um stay tuned uh i'll be hopefully having some anime news show yeah. news to announce so follow me online i'll post about it Yay. hey guys i'm
3: oliver jen and follow me on all social media platforms at ollie dreamer
2: we're gonna find you again jack that jack bennett that that's where jack you find bennett. me on twitter I'll be announcing all that stuff that I can't talk about now because of all those NDAs. <laughs> right on. Sounds good. I'll <laughs> definitely follow you and
0: uh, look Thank forward you. to hearing from that. Thanks we so should all follow him. Be part of this. Uh, add to the 600.
1: 600
2: plus yes. plus three yeah man every yeah, yeah dude I got, we got you follow me follow me out of the studio <laughs> uh oh It's one of those cool. shops I'm down right
3: on yes.
0: well um,
1: thank you for coming yeah thanks for joining thanks
2: for letting me blab about my stupid opinions oh no, that's, <laughs> that's fine that's fine <laughs> movies what and we opinions love. are subjective oh listen to, listen to Damn Dirty Geeks listen to the podcast I'm on Damn Dirty Geeks Damn Dirty Geeks yeah, yeah find us on iTunes right. and Stitcher and
0: everything where podcasts can be found, yeah, listened to. Sweet. All yeah. right, all right, everybody. My name is Anthony Becerra. You can find me at Tony Dead, T O N Y B E D. No, D E D. What? Tony be dead. <laughs> <Bad>. <laughs> Sorry about that. Also, we wanted to show you uh, real quick at the Super Bowl uh, a quiet place uh, uh, TV spot dropped, as well as a trailer for this one film called Les Affamés, which uh, translate from uh, French to the Ravenous. Check that out. It's coming to Netflix. We'll cover that more next week. But we ran out of time. But that's okay because there's a show next week. So see you all then. Woo! Until see ya! next time, keep it bloody.